Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Welcome back. It is 12 minutes after 2 o'clock and time for our weekly Consumer Talk feature. And this week's show is jam-packed with supermarket-related issues. And I feel like this is something we can call an evergreen because it's something that we talk about so often here on Cape Talk. And yet it always gets this conversation going. It affects all of us and we all have lots to say about it. So shrinkflation, unit prices, the two are very much linked. And the methodology used with basket comparisons and egg rations. Now, good afternoon and welcome to Wendy Nola. Hello, Amy. Good to be with you. It just sort of worked out this way, actually. When I started off, um, as we said in the promo, looking at issues around shrinkflation, and then I was working on the egg story, and then I got a press release from Shoprite about with a basket comparison and giving their views on 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 the methodology around that. And I thought, okay, this is going to be a grocery supermarket focused show and I'm hoping our listeners are going to have lots of input for us. I'm sure that they will. So let's invite our listeners right now. If you've got a shrinkflation supermarket related, grocery related question, concern or query, now's the opportunity to put it to the expert. 021-446-0567-072-567-1567. What I found interesting in your notes, Wendy, is that what prompted this conversation in the very beginning was actually um, a message that you got from a listener who just returned from France and no. this situation is not unique to South Africa. No, not at all. It's it's worldwide. Um, I must correct you. He hadn't actually come back from France. He'd read the story. Oh, apologies. And, in a, in a, and I think it was the Guardian of the UK and um, he forwarded it to me um, and the news was certainly new to me and I, I shrinkflation is a phenomenon that I follow very closely. Mm. Um, so Carrefour, which is one of the big four supermarket groups in France, has taken, as recently as last month, to alerting its customers to the fact that products have reduced in size. Because um, the manufacturers don't do it, right? The idea of shrinkflation is that they've subtly reduced a pack size just enough to for them to have a savings in terms of the, the cost of the, the ingredients, right? But not enough for for consumers to notice straight off the bat. So, mm. and what happens is the competing products sit on the shelf, and you can't see the differences very clearly. Mm. Um, legally, it's fine. They, as long as they declare the volume or the weight accurately, they're all fine legally. But it's it's considered a very um, sneaky, unconscionable way to pass on a price increase. The manufacturers say that consumers are resistant to increased prices, but you're paying the same or sometimes even a little bit more, but you're getting a less, yes. right? And so, yeah, my argument is that spend a lot of money on, on repackaging uh, and whereas the transparent thing to do would be to keep the same pack size and put the price, put the up. price up. Because people understand inflation and they understand rising costs. Shrink, shrink, shrinkflation, not so much. I mean, yep. Paul Stats SA had to go onto a whole new model to actually, in working out inflation, they had to take these pack sizes into account as well. It was confusing, well, not confusing, but complicated. Mm. People have recipes with one tin of condensed milk, for example, but that condensed milk tin is now a lot smaller. Now you've got about two and wastage. There are so many implications. But anyway, so, and it's very, very controversial. As I say, there are many people worldwide who are, uh, you know, dead set and campaigning campaigning against it. So this is the first supermarket group that I know of that um, has taken this um, stance, um, and it, they haven't done it subtly. I should have shared a picture with you. Maybe I'll, I'll tweet one a bit later. It's a it's a sign like this sort of 
90 degrees to to the shelf yeah. in orange I presume that's their color with a big picture of the offending product okay and uh, <laughs> and the re- the words read this product has reduced its volume stroke weight but the supplier's price has risen or stayed the same because sometimes and when you say how do you make it smaller and put the price up because I've tackled many manufacturers about this they say oh but the price increase would have been a lot more if, if we, we hadn't, hadn't <laughs> yes okay <laughs> So, um, our, our listener Ravine said um, uh, that uh, he says, uh, th- uh, sorry, the, the, the examples he noticed was in the last few years. He says yogurt was one kilograms now ninety gram nine hundred rather gram tubs. Lux soap went from 200 grams to 175 grams. Many soaps have done this. Mm. Chocolate bars, this is the big one that I get a lot of emails from people about. They were 100 grams on our down to 80 and 200 grams are, are way down to 135. 135, that sounds like a huge drop. I'm going to have to check on that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, he says a loaf of bread used to be, the standard loaf used to be 800 grams. Mm. Then it went to 700 grams. And, and some of those breads that are baked um, in uh, stores are now 600 grams. That's the standard. So that's a really sort of sure. narrow little, you know, uh, loaf. So it's really important that, um, especially with competing brands and different size packs, that we, unless we want to do the maths, haul out our phone to do the calculator thing, we it, the unit price on a shelf tells us the per gram in the case of ShopRite Group and in Pick and Pay, per kilogram where there's a story about pick and pay the shelf the unit price was there then it wasn't for a few months now it's back but in a different way so we'll get to that okay um yeah so getting back to carrefour and what they've done starting from last month they had 26 examples which is a lot that is a lot so and it included well it was all the big manufacturers nestle pepsico unilever it was a a nestle's uh, milk formula for infants, 900 grams to 830 grams. PepsiCo's sugar-free Lipton iced tea downsized from one and a half liters to one and a quarter liters. Unilever's Vianetta ice cream went from 350 grams to 320 grams. Now, you can be sure that that tub looked the same size. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of consumers wouldn't know. And Carrefour says, our goal in spotlighting these products is to urge manufacturers to reevaluate their pricing strategies because what they're doing is outing them, right? Yes. So the f- a few consumers would know, but the bulk don't. And they're actually, I love to them. taking I on a amazing. watchdog role of saying, yeah. make an informed choice. It's also it's also a great way of buying your consumers' trust because exactly. if I know that Pick and Pay is standing up for me against the yes. these, um, manufacturing giants, then I'm going to shop at Pick and uh-huh. Pay. Exactly. So the Guardian quoted British retail expert uh, Jed Footer as saying UK supermarkets were unlikely to adopt Carrefour's approach <laughs> due to potential rifts it might create with food manufacturers. Um, and South African supermarkets, Wendy? Well, okay. So I'd, I sent a cheeky email to ShopRite um, and I said, you have the nation currently eating out of your turquoise hands right now <laughs> as we get our World Cup groove on. So how does the nation's grocer, darling, feel about making a stand against shrinkflation? I'm schmoozing them a bit there, trying to gotcha, get, yeah. get them to respond. In South Africa, most consumers don't notice when a pack has been subtly reduced in size, leading them to make misguided choices about um, products which they perceive to be best value. So... 
Is Carrefour's example one which the ShopRite group is willing to follow? Consumers would love it for sure. Or will you take the British approach that uh, you know, don't want to create potential risks with manufacturers? I didn't get a response at first. Okay. It took me a few days to remember to realize. Went back to them and said, please, can you respond as I do? And this is the response that I eventually got. Listen carefully because the unit price thing is in here. To assist consumers in making more informed purchasing decisions, we encourage them to always look at the unit price when grocery shopping. The unit price is clearly indicated on the product indicator, which is what you and I call the label on yes. the shelf. Um, and aids consumers to make accurate price comparisons between the different product sizes and brands. From time to time, suppliers may adjust the size or quantity of a product, shrinkflation, for reasons which may not be limited to price, but could also be attributed to global al- alignment of packaging, mold, buying patterns, etc. It's about price. I've never had any manufacturer come back to me and say, had the temerity to say it's about global alignment. Then say on the pack size, now in new pack size. They only do that when they make mm. the pack size bigger, which yes. is seldom, yeah. right? <laughs> so my point is, yes, the unit price is there, and kudos to ShopRite, and I've given them kudos for many years for doing this. It used, it's on the bottom left. So you've got the big print selling price, yes. and then smaller on the bottom left, you will see the per 100 gram price. And it's clear. And it's, and you could and you, Well, most people don't know to look for yes, it, but, but that's how you – savvy shoppers all know this. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's really, really important. So – Yes, so that was uh, Shoprite. We can say that it's a no to this suggestion that they they highlight it that they don't consider that they, their job. You have to know and look for the unit price and work it out for yourself. They're not going to wave a flag in your face as Carrefour has chosen to do. Right. Um, so as I said, that last paragraph um, of of Shoprite. Did I even read it? Which said. Oh, yes. When, when, when suppliers notify us about packaging changes, we work with the applicable guidelines and legislation to ensure that the product pricing is correctly displayed and consistent with requirements. That's their way of saying it's legal as long mm. as they're reflected correctly. So if it was 350 grams and it's now 320 grams, as long as it says 320 grams, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Yep. So, uh, yes. So pick and pay also got lots of praise from me for displaying a unit price it was on the bottom left of their uh, shelf label mm-hmm. um and they did it per kilogram so it's pretty much the same thing Shoprite group per 100 grams pick and pay per kilo but it's a number that's applicable no, no matter what the pack size yes. or brand yeah. and so you can yeah you can, you can compare that yeah um and then about three or four months ago, we started getting complaints um, from listeners. Elizabeth was one of them. She was vociferous about the fact that this has disappeared and how very dare they. I mean, this was such a great tool for, for savvy yeah. consumers to make informed choices. And she said, now my daughter and I walk around with, with the calculator out and it's such a schlep. So Pick and Pay told me at the time, we are moving to a new shelf edge label system called ECS, which allows us to put promotions onto the shelf edge label. Currently, half our stores have old labels reflecting price per unit or kilogram, and 50% have new labels. We are in the process of fixing the new ECS to include the unit price. So with this show in mind, I went back to ask... um, has this been updated? Where does, you know, what percentage of stores now have the new labels and uh, how far along is Pick and Pay with the process of fixing that to include per kilogram price? I was waiting and waiting and I checked my phone just before we went on air. And yes, the answer was we've done it. 
and that set me an example. And I've been t- taking photos of prices in Pig and Pay this week, and I didn't see it. So it's there. There's a lot more information on the on that label. So it's so hard to see. It's not on the bottom left hand side anymore. It's on the right hand side, above the um, an example I'm looking at above the barcode. It it just says. And in this case, twenty no rand or anything. It's mm. very hard to miss. It just says two one dot two zero stroke kilogram. So this pack of sugar was twenty one rand and twenty cents per kilo. But this is my public service announcement. It is there if you're a pick and pay shopper. It's a bit just naughty look of for them. It. It's a bit naughty I of them. I think it could have been put, clearer, but yeah. it is there. It's also in very pale font, so it's it's it's. It, you do have to know that it's there and okay. you need to know where to look for it. So All it's right. moved. It's in a different place. But yay, pick and pay. The main thing is it's back. Okay, so you can, listeners can consider themselves informed. The unit price is back on the pick and pay shelves. It's just a little harder to find. Yeah, and spas and pick and pays don't do the unit price at all and it would be rather lovely if they did i think um it would be brilliant if we could have legislation that makes it in grocery stores um a legal requirement yeah it should be it would certainly make life a lot uh, more straightforward in terms of trying to to shop. navigate yeah. yes with when you've got this tandem um, phenomenon of shrinkflation changing things up all the time and you busy shopper to have to work out is the two is that two kilogram pack of sugar that price it's is it cheap is the 2.5 kilogram price it's more but is it actually per unit cheaper yeah it takes a lot certainly for someone who's math challenged as i am to figure that out. And you know where I struggle as well is with the washing detergents because some of them market in liters and some of them market in, is it grams or kilos? Yeah, so yes, one's kilos. volume and one's yes, a weight. Yes, And then I struggle to compare. Yes, exactly. So that wouldn't help with that because all you'd get was a per liter or per, yeah, per yeah, kilogram. Exactly. Um, well, is it, you mean, well, I suppose if it's a liquid Versus a powder. No, but the got- liquids, the differing liquids. Oh, use, really? Yeah, you may have a look. It's really I confusing. I don't use liquids. So I hadn't figured that no, out. No, it's really confusing. Okay. <laughs> That's a question for me. Thank you, Amy. And there's a tongue-in-cheek comment here or question. I think it's tongue-in-cheek in any case from Joe <laughs> saying, are they also watching the house brands for shrinkflation? I'm assuming yes. he's talking to Carrefour there. Yes. So, um, Exactly. In fact, that that is a good point, Joe, because that um, retail analyst that was quoted in the garden said this is a little bit hypocritical because they do it with their house brands too. <laughs> well, I hope he was speaking with authority, and I haven't got a really easy way of of finding out. But yes, if they are doing it, then they would be hypocritical, and they would certainly if they didn't put flags up, little signs up for their shoppers to say, and pictures of their own products saying this is, you know, been um, fallen prey to the shrink phenomenon is a really good really good observation there joe thank you (laughs) (laughs) we've got three minutes before we go to the eyewitness news with wesley peterson so i don't want to start on the shopping basket just yet wendy let's instead take a question from a listener here who wants to know about the price of potatoes and why they've risen to a scary 149 rand 99 per seven kilos i must admit i wasn't aware of that until shortly before i got into my car to drive here and I saw a um, an email from Alan who says and it's actually from he's from um, 
Mum's in Torty, which is just south of Durban, yep. my hometown. And he says, I'm the owner of a pub and grill. I was shocked this morning when entering a pick and pay, only to find that the price of a seven kilogram bag of potatoes had again increased overnight. Listen to this. That identical bag of potatoes was 85 rand a bag last week. On Monday, the price had increased to 100 rand. <gasps> Tuesday, 110. And he's obviously buying a lot of them. He's making chips. And this morning, it was 125 rand. So last week, 85 rand. Four increases later, 125 grand. Within a week, that's I insane. I need to get onto my, if anyone's in the trade or can tell me why, yep. I could maybe just do a quick Google. I'm sorry, I have a long drive in and I just didn't have a, a chance. Cause I was, I've been focusing on eggs this week. Yes, quietly in the background, potatoes have now been going through something rather radical. So I will do my best to find you out know, in the break and come back to you. It's one thing when it's sort of luxury luxury goods and items and you kind of expect these steep increases when it comes to coffee or imported staples. chocolate. But these are staples. Yeah. Eggs, potatoes, bread. I mean, this is just becoming exorbitant for people to afford on a daily basis. Uh, there's another comment here from Stephen who says there was a TV ad on for Cadbury's Dairy Milk pushing the glass and a half. <laughs> yes. Um, I know what he's going to say. <laughs> What's he going to say, Wendy? It's saying, can that still be the case when the, the, the slabs are, are now quite small? I actually did deal and with that. the glass on, must be a lot smaller. Yes, I did deal with that on Twitter um, not so long ago when somebody raised the same thing. And I Googled it and the, the answer is little asterisks which appeared somewhere in the, the, on the website or something that said per 200 grams, which is what the slabs used to be. But when they make that claim now, there isn't a little asterisk to say that <laughs> in sight. So I think, um, and I, I was remiss, I did it on, on Twitter or X as we now have to say, but um, I haven't actually written about it or aired it. So I think that's one for me to pose to the manufacturer, to that particular manufacturer. And I'll come back with with what they have to say about that next week. Excellent. So Cadbury's will have some answers for us hopefully next week. And maybe we'll get an update on potatoes um, throughout the course of the show if we're I've able. R- I found a story. So I'll, I'll quote it just after our break. Oh, fantastic. And just very quickly before we go to news, somebody else on the WhatsApp line just saying frozen chips are either unavailable or have doubled in price in the last year or so. I have also That's personally noticed that. It's a product I buy yeah. for the air fryer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've also noticed that my favorite ones, the crinkle cut ones, are very, very often out of stock and they are, they have become a lot more yeah. expensive. Hi there, Pippa. A classic example last year was Toblerone, which kept the size of the chocolate the same, but the gaps between the little triangles were twice the size so um, yeah very clever regarding the potato price increase uh, last week I had a chat to someone that distributed potatoes and the price increase is predominantly due to um, ESCOM and load shedding due to them not being able to water the potato fields sufficiently and the yields are down and they're having to have to discard many more so there's less stock available so prices are shooting through the roof Thank you both for those messages. It's 21 minutes to 3 o'clock. My name is Amy McIver, in for Pippa Hudson, and I'm joined in studio by consumer expert Wendy Nola. And one of the things we're talking about is the potato price. Wendy, do you have anything yes. else to add to that before we wrap up that I conversation? Do. I was furiously Googling away during the break. So I learned something about imported 
uh, frozen potato chips. And you might think, well, that's, what's that got to do with us locally and the prices here? Well, we, there's not, there aren't enough potatoes and aren't the right, enough of the right kind of potatoes that can make um, f- those frozen potato chips. So even local producers like McCain's have to import. Now, a few months ago, the government introduced an, a duty on imported frozen potato chips of up to 239%, which <gasps> is largely to blame for the significant increase in price in those frozen packets of chips. Um, How can such a drastic increase dra- be Well, allowed? it was done um, in uh, McCain. Sorry. Um, it was initially done to discourage the... Um, protection against the dumping of imports from Belgium and the Netherlands, which started happening in 2019. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it started out as an, as an anti-dumping uh, thing. Um, and that's the reason why we are seeing the prices we are. As I said, McCain says that it can supply a, a significant portion of the local market for frozen potato chips, but cannot supply at all. So it was crazy to implement such a tariff when local producers cannot supply the whole market. As for potatoes themselves, that caller was, was on the money. Uh, yes, potatoes have reached record uh, highs this year, trading at 77% higher than a year ago. And that was a, uh, that was in August. So we're now in October, so it'll yeah. be higher than that now. Sure. Um, last month, um, it was reported that the fuel price hike may force potato farmers in Limpopo to increase the price of their produce, which is what we've seen, Limpopo being the largest potato producing, or one of them, uh, producing regions in South Africa. Speakers at the Potato South Africa Research Symposium held in Paris Free State in July noted that the high level of wastage in the potato industry was contributing to higher prices, reducing profitability on farms. And yes, the one of the two biggest drivers of the price hike are the cost of uh, the, the load shedding, which yep. is having an impact on yep. all agriculture and all sectors, actually. Um, and the other one was fuel. Sure. Yeah. You know, we we always, uh, well, we, as I mentioned in the last segment, you know, we think of potatoes as a cheap food, as a staple, but there's just, yeah. there are no cheap foods anymore, are there? And really? this is, and we always say, you know, avoid processed foods. Mm. So you could argue that your convenient bag of frozen chips in the freezer is, uh, is, is convenient, mm. but, but not when you're talking about bags of potatoes, yeah. skins on literally just out of the ground and given a, a quick clean sure. um you can't get more sort of basic in the raw state as mm. uh, than that and mm. as you say very much a staple so this is you know we every time the petrol price goes up we hear oh well this is going to ha- as it just has yes. we this is going to have a knockout effect in food and we are seeing it so dramatically it's and yeah, this is not horrifying. something that's going to go away. I think this is going to come up again and again. Now let's move on to our next topic. And although it is quite closely linked to it's what we have been talking linked. about, yes, and that is uh, the the ongoing conversation we have around what yes. does a basket of groceries cost? Yes, so I've been doing consumer for twenty five years straight, and in my early days, I used to do these price comparisons, and I stopped doing them. I, I think I've, I ended up doing one every Christmas, the same yes. item of Christmassy things. But they, I realized very quickly how fraught they were because I, invariably one or more of the supermarkets in the basket would get hold of me, very angry. You quoted the um, 
500 gram pack of whatever but actually our kilogram pack was on special so it's unfair you didn't choose you didn't mention that and so it's skewed there was the my methodology whatever I did was always picked at and I just thought you know what there were and now and then you know NGOs started doing their own comparisons I thought you know I'm just going to quote other people's baskets because I really don't (laughs) need this drama in my life so um yes so last week interestingly ShopRite sent out a media release um, accompanied by a basket of 12 grocery uh, staples, uh, totaling 387 rand and 89 cents, all in a very nice um, ShopRite basket. And in there with the things you'd expect, bread, milk, rice, mealy meal, flour, rice, oil, peanut butter, spaghetti, oats, tea bags, I've probably left out one or two. The group's point was price comparisons should not monitor specific brands. Instead, the focus should be on the cheapest product per category. And I'm adding in a particular shop at a particular time where we as consumers would find ourselves. As this, says ShopRite, is what will hold the most benefit for cash-strapped consumers who make purchasing consumers decisions rather based on price. So the group's house brand, Right Brand, for example, um, was made up only six of the twelve items. So, okay. they, so which was I thought it was quite refreshing. So yes. they weren't the cheapest. They didn't just do right yeah. brand products. Yeah. Um, and and so yeah, it was half right brand, half of um, other uh, manufacturers' brands. Uh, so I did the same exercise as my local pick and pay this week. So it was probably with it, they probably did the comparison. Let me see. I've got the date here. On the why can't I see it now? Uh, it's not on this thing, but I would say, oh, yeah, well, the 18th of the 9th, so quite some weeks ago now. I, I got the press release last week, so we're talking three weeks different, and it's so it's not necessarily before I get shot down fair to compare them three weeks apart because we can see things rising all the time, right? But, um, in seven cases out of 12 of those products, the pick and pay, pay brand was the cheapest, so. Much of a muchness. Um, three out of the 12 items um, were cheaper at pick and pay than they were at ShopRite, and the rest were more expensive. I, I um, underline the fact that it was the 18th of September at ShopRite's basket, and mine was, what are we, Monday the yeah, so 2nd. Some fluctuations so possible there. a couple of weeks difference. Um I thought at the time, because I didn't spot it, that pick and pay wasn't displaying their unit prices. So, for example, I had to do some some maths because the uh, ShopRite had its right brand pack of sugar was uh, two kilograms, whereas most of the packs, including Hewlett's, was 2.5. And uh, so it was... Uh, uh, 49.99 for the right brand sugar and 52.99 for the Hewlett's but it was a bigger pack and I got my partner who's a sciencey one to do the maths for me <laughs> and I'm happy to say he was right because pick and pay got back to me today to say we have put the unit price back but I didn't spot it because it was in a different place yes very faint no rand sign I just didn't see it but uh, my bad it is there so thank you pick and pay for doing that um yeah spaghetti it was the same price at both, but only if you bought two packs of fatties and monies at pick and pay. Otherwise, it was uh, the pick and pay one was more expensive. So there's that issue. So mm. how do you, how do you, which price do you put in there? Yes, you, you know, do you say 19 rand or do you say 15 rand? Um, the smooth peanut butter, which uh, Shoprite put in its basket, 440 grams, 
the um, house brand, One Right brand, was a rand more expensive than the Pick and Pay's own brand, One. Mm. But that was for crunchy peanut. Uh, so that was for smooth peanut butter, right? But if you looked at the crunchy one at Pick and Pay, it was on special for nine rand less, which is a big saving. That's so, a big chunk, yeah. So now you could understand Pick and Pay saying, well, that's not fair because... Yes. And this is... This, Exercise graphically illustrates why I stopped doing these things because you would always be called unfair for a variety of factors. So, so yes, um, I think really what the message is, oh, I should say, sorry, um, before I leave this issue, that there was one notable thing, isn't that the, the, the checkers, the shop rights, um, store-made bread, that little 600-gram loaf that I was talking about earlier, it's just five rand, whereas the same or similar comparison 600 gram loaf um, baked in store it looked like um, at the pick and pay was 12 rand so more than double for the same sure. loaf there's obviously yeah. um, ShopRite aiming to be very competitive on that most basic of basics loaf yeah. of bread yeah. there, that small as it is but 5 rand for a loaf of bread you, I don't sure. think you're going to beat that um, but yeah and as again there that, that, that compare, trying to compare between the 2 kilogram pack of sugar and the 2.5 kilogram pack graphically illustrates again why you need a unit price because for many of us that's just too much effort to try and work out which one is actually the cheapest you need the unit price per gram or per kilogram to tell you that so yeah just if you if you call yourself a savvy consumer a lot of people listening will be thinking i really don't have the time for that kind of obsessing over prices well many people are required to now and increasingly you know in the context of this conversation um so that's where you find it in, in shop right checker stores bottom left of the shelf la label in pick and pay bottom right and those are really those tiny little prices are really the most important in terms of getting the best deal for yourself good afternoon amy good afternoon wendy just a question i see a lot of stores they sell a product Let's say coffee or washing powder, and they say you can take two for 250 rand, 200 rand, and save 10% or 20%. So, if it means that you can buy two washing powders for 200 rand, why can't they sell one washing powder for 100 rand instead of 130 or 140 rand, which is normally the case? Anyway, loving the show. Cheers. Thanks so much for that message. You didn't leave your name, but thank you in any case. It's something I've thought about a lot, Wendy. Yes. What's the deal with and that? And it, it came up in the in this example of this basket where um, the was it, 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 it was peanut butter? No, was it, it was fatties and moni spaghetti. Oh, so it was, it was. Let me get this right. It was thirty rand for two or nineteen, 19 rand, rand for, for one. one. Yeah. So they're upselling you there, and in fact. Um, I mean, to mention this earlier, so thank you so much for to that listener for that call because just um, last month I got, and I, in fact I only saw it this week, I got an email from a chap who uh, retired after 35 years with a major retailer and uh, as a buyer for most of that time. And he says, I'm most concerned about the current advertising at a time of high inflation, unemployment and struggling pensioners. So the current trend, for example, he says, is exactly as our listener said, buy four two-liter Cokes and pay for three. Buy three bottles of Nescafe coffee and pay for two, etc. Surely the retailers should be putting their discounts into unit prices without forcing customers to buy bulk. They just do not get it. Um, I thought this would be a great topic for you. So, yes, I, I actually did go back to him and say, can I coach you? 
um, and he said, rather not my name because I'm, I'm, I'm well known and I still have good connections with my previous employers. But there is somebody in the game saying, who was in the game for a very long time oh, and, wow. and didn't retire all that long ago, saying, oh, wow. this is not okay. Yeah. So that is something that I'm certainly going to be challenging. I'm going to be taking photos of the examples I see as I come across them and, and you don't have to look far, they will do it. And saying, is this appropriate in this time? If you, on the consumer's side, just stop doing this. It's also just a waste for people who live alone or just a couple yeah. for whom, you know, and then you're tempted to overbuy and then waste. It's also not appropriate in a time when there's this global move towards trying to combat food waste. Mm. The, the, the um, percentage of food that gets wasted between farm and fork, as they put it, is just unbelievably yeah, huge. I, especially, you know, that triggers a memory of mine or a thought of mine that is, is, Woolworths do that a lot with their salad ingredients. Yes. Uh, and perhaps I only know this because I, like, I could live on salad. I love it so much. But it irritates me because before I can use the second package, it's pretty much uh. gone off and has to be thrown away. Yeah. But I want the cheaper price, so I get sucked into it every time. Yeah, and then you waste. Yeah. Or do you? Or do you? No, I do. I waste. <laughs> so that's like a false economy. And and that's what's going on. And then there's ways. So I, I love this topic. I will definitely in the next week or two be returning to it. And there was something else I was supposed to return to. I have to find my notes. Oh, yes, the glass and a half claim. We'll do oh, that together. And, and, and on that, there's just such a lovely message oh, that, yes. from Mike in Somerset West, which I must reflect saying, hi, Amy and Wendy. I'm old enough to remember the original Cadbury's tagline, a glass and a half in every pound. Go oh, figure. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Wendy, we've only got three and a half minutes left. Shall we touch very quickly on oh, eggs? Oh, other big issue. <laughs> Which kept You've me been busy this week. Living, eating, breathing, sleeping. Yes, eggs. well, not quite. But <laughs> I think what uh, why my my news editor Times Live um, asked me yesterday morning early to quickly jump in on the story because it was all over social that um, Woolies was starting to well had introduced a ration on the eggs. Mm. So the bigger packs were mostly sold out. So you get one of those that would count as one. But otherwise, you they're not selling more than six eggs per person. Per shopper. So six? Yeah, just six. That's how and it, bad it is. Is that per day or further, per week? I think it's per shop, but I mean, okay. it could get wily, okay. but yeah. Um, the, the a spokesman for the company said, we have been monitoring the avian flu situation carefully, both locally and internationally, and we are following strict biosecurity protocols to protect our hens as best we can. Um, and then I went to all the supermarket groups and I said, "Are you? how are you doing with supply? Because I noticed I tried to buy them some eggs on 6060, which I use a lot. Yes. And they were, every brand was and every size was out of stock. So then Oi. I did a shop on Pick and Pay AS, ASAP. Is that how use, you say that's it? That's the one that I don't use. I don't usually because I don't have a reason to cross shop, but mm. I did it. I had the app and I within an hour I had... Sorry to say, two packs of, uh, two 18 packs, which are sitting in the fridge because my family's a big consumer of eggs. Um, and Pick and Pay, through that exercise, I, um, as I say, I asked Pick and Pay, and they came back to say, yeah, we will limit purchases to one or two egg packs. We're asking our customers to shop responsibly. Hmm. Um, so those uh, those rations or limits will come in. So this is a situation, I think, if it continues for much longer, um, we will see most of them doing it. The, on the plus side, there's talk of importing millions of fertilized eggs into the country to offset local broiler chickens. Uh, so that's that's the chickens. Obviously, chicken and egg, the same thing's happening with chickens. Um and um, they're going to uh, predicting um, chicken imports ramping up, so that by Christmas there, there isn't this um, 
this problem um, to this extent. But I mean, Christmas is very close now. We've got Christmas decorations yeah, in the store, I for know. goodness sake. Um, it so, me hot yeah, it is very sad <laughs> the number of chickens that have had to be killed. Um, the H5 variant is dominant in the Western Cape and KwaZulu Natal, which is much less of a problem than the H7, which is up country because the H7 has got a, the chickens take longer to show signs. So mm. they're busy cross infecting <laughs> the other chicks, poor things. So it is a serious problem. Mostly we only take note of these farming issues when it affects us in the in the um at, at the price or the shortage or the rationing. What the, but the story behind this is really it's the biggest outbreak since our first one in twenty seventeen. Horrible. And um, I remember earlier this year New yeah. Zealand had the same situation where eggs were being rationed. Yep. I remember talking about it on the weekend breakfast show and hopefully not a situation we're gonna find ourselves in. Wendy, unfortunately we're out of time. We'll have to wrap as always. It's so lovely having you in thank studio you. and thank you so much for all your hard work and your fight for the consumer. <laughs> you Thanks, are just Amy. such a champion for us all.